And it was another big week in the NFL. And after two weeks, we're back together, Boxhead. We are. It's been a bit of chaos, as I mentioned last week, just with work and a fair bit going on. But here we are. Another big week. I think it was six games with walk-off field goal wins. Yeah, very close week, wasn't it? Mm. There were some big results. Uh, the AFC just continues to get tighter and tighter across all the divisions in the top end. And the wild card race, the NFC, seems a little bit more clear-cut at this point in time. But uh, a few teams that needed to make a statement certainly did. Others that needed to win. And there's a few teams that started slowly to start to get the whip out as well. Mm. So uh, looking like a good race on the run home in the NFL. We'll uh, go through the games like we usually do, preview the week that's ahead, and we'll revisit our picks for each division and some wild cards, yep. just to give a bit of an update of where our heads are at at this point in the season. So let's not waste any time. Jump straight in. First one we've got here, Bears, Panthers. It was an absolute toilet bowl, 16-13. Um, there continues to be noise around Carolina. If I'm Frank Reich, I'm not feeling too comfortable. David Tepper, he's got the money, he's got the control. It's... Uh, getting louder and louder. There was talk that they wanted Stroud. The owner is the reason they went with Young. His confidence, given the situation, the way things are going, I don't know. But it's definitely not a good confidence builder when you're getting hit constantly. You feel like you're making poor decisions or you're constantly under pressure and you lose to a Division Two undrafted quarterback. It's, yeah, it's not great. So for them, I don't know where they go to, but I just find it extremely interesting regardless of Tepper his position that first thing was let's go long-term and put trust in a guy like Rule, spend some money, and then now, like, if you brought someone in and you fire him in less than a year, well, what was the point in the first place? It's true. Like, he's a quarterback in the league, been successful coaching quarterbacks. You've drafted, and then on top of that, if he told you you preferred another quarterback and the rooms are true, that that was the case, and you've gone against that, well, this is your own fault. Yeah. I'm not saying that the results necessarily change and they're suddenly winning the South, but if Stroud was what he thought was best long-term for them, and he could have been more successful with Stroud, well, that's a mistake in itself to start with. Mm. So, clear-cut thing here for them is, it's going to be interesting to see what happens end of the year, but yeah, it's never really good when the noise is getting louder. And if they reset again after one year, new system, new coach, and giving up all those extra picks just to move one spot, this has set Carolina back potentially for, for years. Yeah, it's not Not crazy. just one year. Um, <clears throat> Bear side of things, you know, a lot of talk about the deal that was given to Sweat on top of the trade. I guess when you make that trade, you, you're going to have to give a deal. I don't think he's an elite pass rusher to be getting that sort of money. I think he's a good pass rusher, but it's a prime position. See if it works out for him. Eberflus keeping his job, I don't know. It seems like given the way they've built and stripped things down the last two years, he'll be given a chance next year with Poles, the young jam, to spend the money use these draft picks and try and build on what they've got. Mm. But one thing's for sure, I don't think, you know, it's not going to be Bajan, obviously. I don't think it's going to be Fields. They're going to be in a great position to get a quarterback, receiver, lineman, whatever they're after, because um, Carolina are looking more and more likely that that pick of theirs is going to be the first pick to give to the Bears. The Bears' record, like we said, winning doesn't help where they're at. Um, but probably one positive for them, the running back group hasn't turned out too bad. Herbert started the year pretty well. He's been injured. He'll be back. Foreman, who's been around a couple of teams, has been pretty good the last few weeks, but they're sort of building on that side of the ball. And, um, you know, for a guy like Bajan, who's not even drafted to get a couple of wins and done the job he's done so far, it hasn't been pretty, but uh, I guess for them, again, everything's just building towards next year. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly right. We'll leave that one behind. 
Another toilet bowl, and unfortunately for me, not used to this experience, but the Patriots just goes from bad to worse and pretty much sums up the last play of the game. The fake spike interception was uh, a very big summary of everything in their offense in this game pretty much the whole season. It's got worse and worse and worse. Mac Jones, similar deal from that draft class. It's He's not the answer. Zappi's not the answer. They got O'Brien in. It's definitely not the coaching side of things either. I, I think just protect... The offensive side of the ball for the New England Patriots needs a complete rebuild. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, well, it does. Yeah, you're right. There's some good pieces on defense. Like, Judon's injured. Gonzalez is injured. They've always been good on that side (laughs) of the ball. There's still been some positives this year, but offensively, they've shown zero signs of life. It's just got worse and worse every week. Mm. So, um, even like Ramondre, the last few weeks, it's been a little bit better on the run side, but they can't pass the ball. They can't convert the red zone. They can't get points. And in this one, they got... Two field goals. Yeah. Like, if I was Germany, the game last week between Dolphins and Chiefs, you know, pretty entertaining. This week, Colts, Patriots, not very entertaining. No. Or you'd love to have a game there, though. Like, game to go oh, to see, though, wouldn't you? You'd be stoked, but <clears throat> the Colts, no offense to them on the flip, not much better. But, you know, I, I think this sort of sums up where they're at. Five and five, they've been real gritty this season. Mm. Like, to lose Richardson. You know, get Taylor back in the mix, Moss, the job he's done, but probably their defense. There's been some good weeks and bad weeks, but particularly their, their linebackers and their front line, their big men up front on the D line, they do a pretty good job. Uh, uh, Odd Bingo, I can't really pronounce his name. He got Mac three times. They sacked him. He absolute nightmares. 33 runs. You know, they tried to control things on the ground. Zaire at linebacker, very, very good, but. Yeah, for the Patriots, when you control possession, minutes, the ball and everything, but you get no points up. And this game in general, no points. It's just, yeah. yeah it's this is the highest pick they're ever going to have, I think, in a Bill Belichick situation. Talk around that has started to be quelled. The rumors are that he already signed an extension for another year. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't be getting rid of him. <clears throat> so the question is... It's always the question for me is, who replaces him? Exactly. And you look around, and when they talk about Patriot people and... And what's know, the plan? McDaniels is... Stopped from leaving a few times now. He's just gone to the Vegas and got sacked again. That's not making you feel any more comfortable with you know that situation. A few years ago, that was the talk as why he stayed. Yeah. Now he's just gone out and got fired a second time. So confidence internally about who would take that job. I think there needs to be a bit of a come to Jesus moment, regardless of the trust that's been built over the long period of time. If the Crafts feel like at this point they don't want to give him full control or they're not happy with his staff selections, whether it's his family. And some other picks, maybe they need to pull that back a little bit. Yeah. And so you need to be accepting of some people outside your circle, but in terms of personnel, drafting, whatever else, that's fine. Mm. You keep doing that, but your staff needs to change. Can't be your sons and people only you're comfortable with at this point. We need to be building towards something for the future. Yeah. But yeah, looking like a great draft pick. Certainly need a quarterback. Four or five good ones in this class. At this point in time, similar deal. I'd have no problem with them trying Zappy for the rest of the year and some other guys and, you know, the other week they sat a few people, didn't know if it was for discipline issues or just to start the game, but, you know, two wins and at this point I'd be pulling back as hard as I can trying to get a Drake May or somebody yeah, exactly. and get your next quarterback. Because yeah. like we said before, seven years you can put a premium on that spot. Five years of op- with an option, multiple tags. Like If you get the right one, you've almost got a decade of control. Yeah. And for them, since Brady, it hasn't worked. They tried Newton... Matt looked good for one year. He's clearly not a franchise player. If this draft is what they say it is, and I don't know drafts are guaranteed, but this class looks a lot better. 
this is the time to get a quarterback and finally probably fall into one of those top five spots. Yeah. So we'll see if that plays out for the Patriots that way. I'll do a much better game, one of the best games of the week. Said this in the preview last week. Browns-Ravens, 33-31. What a belter this was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a... Uh, well, one that Baltimore there looked like they they had one and done, didn't it? Mm. Well, 24-9 at one point. Started off with a pick six second play. Hamilton just jumping on the blitz there, tipping it to himself. Mm. Then Keaton Mitchell, who's come off injury and another running back to their group. Burns him for 13 yards, 14-0. Deshaun Watson... Didn't start off great. Lots of incompletions. Couldn't get a drive going. You know, down 14... Oh, sorry, 17-3. They kicked a couple of field goals. But yeah, after that one to get it to 24-9, when Odell went in with the peace fingers, you would not have thought from that point in time it was going to end up the way it did. But second half, Deshaun goes 14-14. to Yeah. Before he got hurt. Uh, and oddly enough I, I don't know if it was I didn't take it as signs because it happened before half and they didn't convert but the block field goal into the pick just before half time you thought there's two opportunities there where they got away with just three points Yeah, you thought alright Ravens are right here but the back end of the game it just unraveled <laughs> absolutely unraveled they got hot Deshaun moving around scrambling comes up with a nice play for Elijah Moore evades the rush another time the tick, tip pick from Newsom, the great play by Ocaronco at the line Two-point conversions failed, so 31-30. And, you know, then the drive to get the field goal. Scramble first was a great play. Then he fumbles to Sean Watson, recovers. 17 Yari to Amari. They have a couple of runs there. And then when he's injured, um, along with a couple of penalties, they're in position and they kick the field goal. But I look at them now at 6-3 and three for the fact that he's missed half the season. They lost Nick Chubb and what they've been willing to achieve so far. You can only imagine what would be happening if he was healthy Playing his best, <clears throat> Chubb on board with like with Ford and Hunt, who have done a pretty decent job. Yeah, they lost a lineman who skips my mind. I think it might have been Conklin or someone early as well. So you're taking out key players here, but with what they've got on defense and how they've been able to backfill, they're still a genuine threat. They are, yeah, exactly. But yeah, something to build off. Hopefully, Deshaun's injury isn't too bad. Uh, but yeah, fourteen to fourteen second half, the best signs of life they had. But for the Ravens, three. Very ordinary losses, and they've basically controlled every game this season. That, yeah, they have. They have. They've had three shockers, haven't they? Really. Mm-hmm. And why they control that division, like we said, the North is certainly one where you let these results slip. That's two head to heads now. Mm-hmm. So Steelers Browns, if they go even with one of those teams, more likely it'd be the Browns than the Steelers. You lose control of that division. Yeah. Um, and I know the Bengals. Had a little bit of a hiccup this week, but yeah, certainly division losses in this one more than any, I think, really, really hurt. So seven and three, one game lead, but yeah, the Browns sitting right there. The Steelers somehow, despite the fact they're basically outgaining every single game, keep winning, and the Bengals certainly are, won't be going away. But crazy game, thought it would be one of the best of the week, and it played out that way. 49 is Jags. I tell you what, you want a response off the back of three losses in the bye, they just absolutely lit the Jags up. They did. They spanked them. Yeah. I. There's probably the one here that's disappointing me. And again, it's not spoken about because some names and numbers don't quantify everything, but they're probably more important, I think, in the NFL than some sports. But Trevor Lawrence this season, nine touchdowns, I think six or seven picks. Whereas you've got someone like a Baker Mayfield who hasn't really been spoken about. It's 14 and five. Done a pretty good job. Yeah. With no run game, not much help. Not the greatest of offensive lines. Like their defense is okay. But you've got Trevor Lawrence here. He's got a good running back. 
decent offensive line. They've invested in their defense. You know, they've got Kirk. He's got Engram. They bought Ridley over with the trade. Like, it's not that they've not got weapons. That's true. So, off the back of a good yep. season, six in a row, you look at the teams they've beat, were they the greatest? No. But to come up against a contender here, they real got a reality check of where they're at. Yeah. So, yeah, but I just sort of look at him and thought, I, I thought this would be another step forward this year. And numbers, again, aren't everything, but when you look at his numbers, their results from where they're at, you're like, well, yeah. it's been more the defense, the line, and the running game than it has been really Trevor Lawrence. It. No. So, yeah. I, uh, yeah, they're a hard one to follow at the moment, the Jags. Mm. And like we've sort of said all along, these teams... Bad team bully, in a way. Mm, these teams get a gauge when they play a contender from either side, much like the Lions when they played the Ravens or Seahawks were talked about, then they played the Ravens, etc. On both sides there, when you sort of come up against a top dog, it gives you a good read of where you're at. Correct. But for yep. the Jags, a stark reality check this week. Yep. So they need to bounce back. 49ers, they'd be very happy. They got Debo back. Williams was healthy. The buy come at the right time. Obviously, an upgrade and rush with Chase that unlocks some more players. They dominated the line, balance between the ground and the air, and they do what the team was built to do. And we said this the other week. They play from in front. They rush the passer. They establish the run game, and not having to chase points allows Purdy to sit back and just play in Shanahan system. Yeah, he was clean. You know, I think he was twenty for twenty six, three TDs. Kittle made plays. Debo made plays. Ayuk made plays. Like when they're stocked up and then they're best, they're a good team. Absolutely. Um, yep. And the addition to the pass rush, it's a compensatory third, which they had two of. So it's a free run of chase for the rest of the year in, in a place where already strong. Yeah. So for them, great way to come back out. They don't have the easiest run home, so it was probably an important victory in that sense. But six and three, locked up with the Seahawks in their division. Um, and surely on the way home, we'll be looking to get the whip out and obviously clear that division, but at least lock them in a wild card. Because for a bit there, there was a foot race between them and Philly. That three-week stretch before this sort of hurt. Big time. Yeah. So <clears throat> moving on from that one. Vikings, New Orleans. And I'll tell you what, if there's any story I've been able to get around this year, I was watching Dobbs at Arizona, but I'm even more on board with it now that he's at the Vikings and what they're doing. Last week, to get called in, barely been there for a few days, don't even know your own teammates' names, the plays, nothing, and do what he did was amazing. Mm. To watch him this week, off a week, and what he did again, especially the scrambling. Like, his run game and his ability to keep things alive is pretty underrated. But the touchdown he scored scrambling, incredible. Um, the link he had with Hawkinson, you know, they've gone 5-0 without Justin Jefferson. That's, yeah. Like, you're talking about the best or if not top three receiver. It just shows you that receivers are great to have, but they're not the be-all and end-all when you're talking about what determines wins. Mm. And good fight at Addison. competent backups. And we spoke about this earlier in the year. Having that, yeah, backup quarterback or someone that you go to when you get injured... And I know they traded for dollars, but again, he. But this is another you know, one he's where a backup. They traded level. a seventh. I'm like, well, from what he did at Arizona, surely he's worth more than a seventh. He's more than a competent backup. Well, he's like, proven that. You put these values again, like I just said before, and then even on name and reputation. Like, oh, this guy's not that good. You go, well, he's not playing that bad. And yeah. you compare some blokes, or like again, we talk about dimes getting that deal compared to a Tyro Taylor. I'm like, I don't see the difference between you guys at thirty million dollars. Yeah. Just off one year. We know what you are. But, yeah, like for Dobbs to go to them on a seventh, come straight in and, you know, they've kicked on. The defense has been getting better under Flores as the year's gone on. They've got used to his system. Uh, the running game has never quite been there, but 
man, between, like I said, Hawk, Addison, still no Jefferson yet, put him back into the mix. It's a hell of a receiving core to be working with it is, yeah. for a guy. And I only found this out the other week. I think I remember when he got drafted. He's a literal rocket scientist. <clears throat> yeah, like, yeah. At NASA. So you talk about intelligence to play the position, learn, and some of that <clears throat> stuff that comes with it and the cognitive part of playing quarterback. He's got it. Bloke's certainly not lacking it upstairs if you're a rocket scientist and doing internships and working at NASA. Hmm. But what a story. Watching him this year when he was playing for Arizona, I enjoyed But the last few weeks here, they're in the wild card hunt. They're only one back from the Lions. This could be, you know, probably my favorite story, one of the better stories, I think, in the NFL. Agree. So, for the Vikings, for New Orleans, I think more and more questions. They lose Carr. Michael Thomas, Lattimore gets injured within game. They looked more explosive as soon as Jameis comes in. I know the downside that as much as he, you know, can throw a touchdown, he can also throw a pick. There's the famous 30 for 30 season where he threw 30 of both. Um but this is another one again where I guess you put a value on a player that you looked at another team and what you thought you could do because you've got good offense, defense, special teams and weapons and did you make the right call? And is there pressure on Dennis Allen now? A couple of years in, made some decisions. Yeah, I think, I think there is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think it's all too clear cut. But these couple of injuries, the way he's played this year, that contract, they're another one I look at and go, well, the biggest corrector of bad mistakes salary cap wise is a good draft pick. They're not in a real spot right now to probably be in the hunt for one of those few quarterbacks, but this season could change very quickly. That's yeah. But that's a decision they're going to need to make, along with the coach. If you're going a different direction with the coach, well, then you might want to consider similar deal. Maybe sit in car for a little bit longer, letting Jameis play. Thomas, if he's injured, any of these guys, if they got problems, just maybe try and strip it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that division's wide open. But I just look at them and think, where are you going? They're over the cap already for next year. They're going to have to make some decisions on contracts and cuts. The car thing didn't seem like a bad deal at the time. Not crazy <laughs> money, but you, again, you're still locked into it for a few seasons and decent money. Yeah. Uh, but they're between a rock and a hard place, I think. So mm, interesting for them and how that works here. Uh, Bengals, Texans, again, belt a game. The only thing for me looking at the Texans right now is that loss to Carolina just blows me away because they're an awful football team. Yeah, they're struggling. And looking at, you know, Stroud and what he's done since, and even in this game, there was a few setbacks, you know, the early drives, a couple of turnovers, turnover late in the game, but the bloke's just a winner. Like, he clears his head, just comes back out, goes again. He had some absolute lasers, some really good scamble throws, good reads on the run. Um, His confidence was not dented at all. No. Like, he just kept coming. Singletary, flick from Buffalo. Last couple of weeks, becoming a big part of what they're doing. And no surprise, D'Amico Ryan's in that defense, you know, slowly but surely getting better. Yeah. But they were down um, late here and had to find their way back into the mix. Oh, sorry. They were up. They had their confidence rocked. You got Joe Burrow coming after you. That lead slowly started to dwindle. A couple of turnovers, pulled it even. <laughs> when it mattered most again, ice in his veins. He goes on that drive, a couple of scrambles, a couple of nice throws. They drain the clock and kick the field goal. Yeah. So if you're them again, you couldn't be any more impressed with the bloke. Um, you know, picking him up where they did. Again, it's going to take more than one season to tell the difference between him and a young, but I'm feeling very, very good upon the Texans. It's another fixture where you sit there and just Yeah, go, right now you are. Yeah. Wow. You know, we made the right call. Still don't know if I agree with trading up for Anderson. That's not to say he's a good player. But the extra picks to get to him, but compared to the extra firsts that went to go get young, if they've got the quarterback decision right, it's 
it cancels everything out. Yeah, it does. It really does. <clears throat> um, but yeah, even like between him, Tank Dell, some of the other decisions they've made, the young secondary guys they've got, Stingley's been injured. He's a great player when they're healthy. Um, there's a lot of upside in this team. There really is. But for the Bengals, this one hurts. They took control early, then sort of got blown away. And when it mattered, um, a couple of picks from Burrow, which is pretty uncharacteristic. He's been pretty clinical over this sort of run that they've had. But I still think not getting a lot of help from the run game. Their defense made some plays, got a couple of those turnovers. But this was more on him today, unfortunately. It's hard to carry every week or be the difference maker. But the Texans just just got him. Yeah. So Yeah, put him in a hole early. So I still think they're right there. <laughs> Uh, a couple of injuries and the slow start hurts in the division they're in, but there's a position in the AFC where potentially all four teams of the North could be playing playoffs. Yeah. I think at least two of them will get wild cards. They're the fourth team at the moment, but given what's going with the Bills and a couple of those teams around them, it really wouldn't surprise me if the North somehow jagged all four teams in. Wouldn't that be crazy? It really wouldn't, yeah. but um, yeah, this one hurts for them after the run they've been on. Texans, this is probably one of the ones you probably wouldn't have marked down as compared to that Carolina one. So they're one behind the Jags who got romped there in the wild card hunt and still for their division, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, Bucks titans I like the decision to go with Levis. I think the Tannehill thing's well and truly done. A lot of talk two weeks in, no touchdowns again. But when you've got no ground game going, only 40 yards, 16 carries, their offensive line's one of the worst in the league. He's a big guy, but it's a lot to put on a rookie. It is, yeah. So I don't read too much into only three weeks. I think there was enough in that one game two weeks back to sit there and go, well, there's definitely a lot more going on here than what we have in Tannehill mm. and future-wise. But shit O-line, not the greatest running game going <laughs> on at the moment, which, again, ties into your running, your run game if your offensive line can't create lanes or hold up. Pressure on him. Um, Hopkins is a bit older. I know he's had a good connection. Burks hasn't really stood out so far, so... I think they're one of these ones, again, looking at their division, only three wins at this point in time. You play him for the rest of the year. Hopefully that turns out to be a positive, and you need to retool because they've got some positives on the defensive side, but offensively, again, need to rejig the line and get some weapons. But Bucks, let me said this before, we'll talk about off air. I was giving out those Lawrence numbers, like Mayfield, you know, a bit more talk about the person he is. I know the rough ending at the Browns, he had injuries there. Did a good job at the back end with the Rams when McVeigh got him in. Comes here this year. I know he's got Evans and Goblin, but no running game. Uh, the line's okay. Their defense is pretty solid, but he's put together a nice year. He has, yeah. Like 14 and 5 <laughs> certainly isn't the reason they've been losing games. No. You could do much worse. No, I'm, I'm not saying he's an elite starter, you know, but in terms of money yeah, and certainly competent. transitional quarterback, or if you've got the right pieces there, you win games with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So for them, they're probably going to have a bit of a retool, like we said, with their defense and the contracts and have to make some off-season moves. But if they don't feel like they're in a position to draft a quarterback, I wouldn't be letting Mayfield go. No. Like, uh, you don't have to pay him super money, but there's certainly they're worse decisions. To let him go. No, there's certainly worse decisions you could make Yeah, in terms of money and coming up with a, you know, a one- or two-year contract. Mm. But yeah, he's uh, been good this year. Evans looking at another 1,000-yard season, another big game for him. Run defense and a lot of those guys who were embarrassed the previous week's turned up. Devin White, Winfield made players, Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett, as you'd expect, and pretty much a shutout. Uh, it wasn't a high-scoring game, but, yeah, they controlled it the whole way. And, like I said, Mayfield and that defense certainly made a big difference. And, yeah, Titans never looked like they were in it. So you could put a pen through them for the year at 3-6 division and in the AFC. Uh, Bucks, 
I mean, looking at the South now, between Saints, Falcons, and that, I think the Bucks are the best team. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's but tough. Tough division. Falcons flipping quarterbacks, car injured, possibly going to Jameis and what they're doing at the moment. Like I think the Bucks have had a few tough losses. But in division, if they win their head-to-heads, I think it's their division to take. Yeah. <clears throat> Probably. Yeah, yeah, at this point in time. Still wide open, though. But speaking of divisions... Lions charges 41-38. I know it's broken record for anyone that listens, but defensive coach, the investment in the players that they've got, and they can't stop anything. Like 533 yards, 200-plus on the ground, 330 in the air, 8.3 yards per play. They let four conversions on fourth down out of five. Um, and again, anyone that still talks and blames Herbert, like Herbert's having to do everything on the other <clears throat> side of the ball. Yeah. Like if you've got Bosa, <clears throat> Mack, Derwin James paid for JC Jackson, traded him. Asante sent me a first round pick. Other guys and like, like you're a defensive coach and you're running bottom five, bottom three in almost every category. Well, what the fuck are you doing? It's not right. <clears throat> like Herbert Keller Moore, he's lost first round receiver. He lost Mike Williams. He lost Palmer. Quinton Johnston hasn't been the greatest. He still put up four touchdowns and almost three hundred fifty yards. Mm. And that was without Eckler for five or six weeks and no running game. So every week they're like, oh, you lost in the fourth. Who did this? They shouldn't be in this position half the time because the defense gives them absolutely nothing. Mm. And that's what your coach is supposed to be there for. Clean up a little bit on that side of the ball, get any sort of stop, anything, and help the bloke. And like we talked at the start of the year, his contract's due. So the window for him and the multiple coaches' decisions that made is probably all gone by the wayside. Yeah. And this is just another one of those games where you sat there and go, you just needed one stop. One stop. Yep. couldn't stop anything and people were pointing to the one turnover it wasn't the greatest he was pressured threw for the sideline it was picked that was a field goal that's the three point difference yep sure but like I said if you'd leak 200 plus on the ground 333 8 per play across the whole game I'm not even looking at that pick because Errol that's all come from him 38 points from him Yeah, no help from your defence so I don't think they'll do it in season. I don't know if they'll go to Keller Moore, who's spoken a little bit at the Cowboys before he was moved on. He seems to be working pretty well. Um, you know, along with Herbert. I don't know if a guy like a Ben Johnson, who's the offensive coordinator that everyone wanted, who ended up staying with the Lions for this year, is more what you're looking for. Yeah. And maybe lean into offense and get a decent coordinator. Like blokes that have gone out and gone like a Vic Fangio, who's gone to the Dolphins this year. They've been really good at Denver in the past that are real high-end guys. Jim Schwartz at the Browns, what about the turnaround on their defense? Maybe they need to do that on that side of the ball. Yeah. But something has to happen. Yeah, something needs to change. Right? And cap-wise, with him going, you can't invest the sort of money there in the defense for the results they're getting either. So some tough decisions to be made going forward. But for the Lions, uh, I think they'd be feeling a lot better. They were a bit busted a few weeks ago. They've had a couple of solid wins. They've come back into some health. Gibbs, people said they overstretched for him in the first round, starting to come good. Yeah. Rattled off some good runs, a couple of receptions, two TDs. The tandem between him and Montgomery gives them what they need with golf. Control of the game, consistent first downs. He links up with Armand Ra St. Brown. Laporte's been reliable. They traded for Donovan Peoples-Jones. He didn't really get a run. Jamison Williams is just getting healthy. They're slowly starting to add more pieces and hopefully they're getting to be more and more dangerous when they run home. Yeah, exactly right. But well in control of their division as well. Um, Falcons, Arizona. I don't know what to go. You guys love losing by a field goal, one point, two points. It's just been that sort of year. Yep. But sure has been, my friend. 
one thing that's become more and more apparent in game, they had to flip back from Heineke to Ritter. And I know I said this a few weeks ago. You invest the first round pick in a tight end, a running back, Algiers, like a third rounder who's also good, Drake London, money into their defense, first, second, third round picks on offensive line, one of the better offensive lines. It's at the point where, again, quarterback needs to be addressed. It's not Ritter. It's not Heineke. Free agency's hard. Four and five, like, where do you end up? I don't know. But if there's four or five good quarterbacks and you are where you are right now, I'm trying to find a way to get one of these guys. They have to upgrade at quarterback. The last few years feels like a waste with all these other bits that are there. The last bit that seems to be missing is a quarterback. Yeah, right, right at this point, yeah. That, that's all that's missing. Mm. For a long time, we had a quarterback and didn't have the right pieces to go around it. So, And now the question is, will Arthur Smith be given the chance after the few years because it seemed to have done everything but quarterback? Yeah, there's a bit of talk around his position. So. Arthur, yeah, we'll Arthur Blank's usually pretty do. patient, more so than most owners. He is. So yeah, no, I think whether he gets that chance, I don't know. Um, coaches. But yeah, you look at the first rounders they've invested and the bits and pieces they've got there. I, I sort of say where you're at right now, you need to make a hard decision. And that's, mm. you know, can we get one of these guys or do we need to, similar deal, try to sit or tweak things a little bit to try and land in the top 15, top 10? Can we move to get somebody? And then your free agents like we've talked about, like realistically, the only one that was sort of going to be up for availability would be Kirk Cousins. Would have cost good money, but now he's got a torn Achilles. So even for the Viking circumstances, do they go that way? Or yeah. what, what sort of the dollar figure to get someone like Kirk Cousins? And how does he come back? But like we said, it's really hard to get a good quarterback in the free agent market. It is. Yeah. Best way is a draft, which is... No, I disagree. So. I think it's easy to get a free agent, but because draft, again, it's just, it's a lottery. So... You probably you could you could dabble in both. You could draft someone and sign someone. If you're not going to go and try and get a legitimate top ender, I think there's guys out there that you could you could grab that could. Well, I think you can get. I think you can get good transitional guys. I don't think you can get Super Bowl winning guys in free agency. They they don't hit the market. Yeah. They don't get off out of contract. You could get into a, a contract again. We talk about transition or a solid guy like a Mayfield again, hitting the market. Free agency, you're not getting 30 million plus quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't know about Top that. enders. Your boroughs and you these just guys. Go, go back in the last few years, there's been guys that have been free agents that have won Super Bowls. Brady and Stafford did it. They were both well, free agents Brady, that were signed. Stafford got traded so, and Brady well, chose same to thing. They still, it wasn't, They weren't acquired through the draft, is my point. So I think, yeah, it's a bit overstated, I think, the draft. But that's that's where I sit on it. Hmm. <clears throat> But, I think you need to do a mix of both. Arizona, Kyler's first game back. It was a solid return off an ACL. Yeah. Moving the ball. Um, probably the biggest thing everyone wanted how his legs were. And when it mattered, he made a huge play. Looked like he was gone on a third and 10. Had to loop back around almost 20, 30 yards. Got a first down. Field goal range. Pretty much summed up the day for you guys. Secondary guy slips over for McBride to catch like a 30-yarder. Turns into a chip shot and... Time expires. This was another one that was won on full time. Yeah. So, good by them after Ritter come back in and let a touchdown drive and ran one in and take the lead and heart's broken. But uh, it's interesting with the Kyler thing. I thought that might have been something again where the year goes on where he ends up getting traded and someone would take him on board. Um, but with the cultural changes there, the direction they seem to go and the players are brought in, moved on from Dobbs, 
they're playing with him now and seeing how the group is. Yeah. Good first up win. See how he builds for the rest of the season. But uh, for them, yeah, now it's all pretty much the same deal. Just building towards next season. Yep. But Cowboys, Giants, bloodbath. Not a lot needs to be said. 640 yards to 172. CD, I think it's the first time they said someone's had 10 receptions, 150 yards, three games in a row. Probably the big anomaly still here for them is Pollard. Since week one, no touchdowns. Mm. Hasn't been great on the ground. A lot of people thought they needed to get a complimentary piece. They didn't. Um, Even as a receiving threat, which was another big part of his game, hasn't been as much a focal point now that he's the primary back. But in terms of receivers, Cooks, he's been good everywhere he's gone. He hasn't stayed anywhere long. Big day for him. Duck's confidence up. Ferguson looks like a reliable player. Gallup's now a third or fourth option. Uh, you know, Deron Bland, the job he's done since Trayvon Diggs has gone out in defense, their defense in general. It's hard to take much out of this, but probably the biggest thing was Dak was good against Philly. This is another good confidence builder, and this is the sort of way you need him playing. Mm. That Giants, similar deal. They're another one to look at and just go, the only way to correct the mistake you've made with the pick you're going to get in that contract is to get a cheap rookie contract quarterback yeah. if you're high up to offset the money you've given the Jones for another 12 months and then get out of it for the cheaper option the year after. But for them now, like, yeah. Between DeVito, that, what are they going to do with Saquon? Trading for Waller, but within 12 months, what seemed like a positive maybe was a bit of false hype. That's right, yeah. And that's the thing sometimes people go, well, you got to look at the schedule. Was it fourth-place schedule? Who would play? Where were we at? was a bit of fake news, and it looks like that certainly was fake the case. News. And for Daybol, um, I'd say he's safe because, you know, from one year to another, you're not going to overreact, but this is a big off-season. Huge. Big decision for them to make Huge. when that comes around, but they're in a position again where they're probably going to end up in the top five. And if I'm them, I want to be in the top five because Daniel Jones is not your answer. No. No doubt <laughs> about that. Hawks, Washington. Uh, this one was a shootout. I'll tell you what, you want to talk about finding players or guys that are there. I really like Sam Howe. Yeah, me too. Again, for yeah. someone who's got a shit offensive line, they've now getting rid of their pass rush. Every single week I watch him, some of the throws he's making, yeah. he should be able to make. Tough. Back foot, scrambling, getting hit, you know, just off-platform sort of stuff, arm strength when he runs. Like, there's been mistakes, but again, I think a lot of that more comes down to the fact he's running for his life constantly. Mm. But he is a good quarterback. Yeah, he is. He's a very good quarterback. But this one, the only turn turnover in the game ends up being the difference. That field goal was the difference. He had a run play, three or four guys on him, Witherspoon, the rookie pick, strips the ball out. That field goal ends up being the three-point difference in this one. But um, he made plays again, like I said. Three nice touchdowns, good runs, big plays. But their defense has been inept since they traded those two pass rushes. It wasn't wasn't doing the best uh, in the last couple of weeks heading into that. And they had some results go against them. But I think they've had one sack since they traded the two guys out, Sweat and Young. Mm. Um, he's still running for his life. Receivers are hot and cold, but he does a job. And for Seattle, much better day, particularly on the ground. They leaked 200 plus and 500 total against the Ravens. They tightened things right up here. They would have been much happier, especially given the investment they've made in their defensive line. Uh, five from five on field goals. Geno, a couple of bad weeks, didn't turn the ball over. Marfe, franchise record, seven sacks <laughs> in a row in games. So there is some positives there, but there's been some contradictory results with the Hawks. It's hard to get a read on them. It is, yeah. But this one, they eke <laughs> away in that fourth quarter shootout and hold on to win. 
And uh, yeah, six and three. They're locked up in the West right now and in the running for the wild card or the division, depending on what's up with the 49ers. But don't know if I look at them as a threat. Yeah, no, not at this stage. Even as a wild card, I sort of sit there and go, well, that'd be a good result. But yeah, this is the reason they did that smart deal with Gino. They're not locked in at long term. Mm. There's ways out of it. Um, it was more off what he did last year, but they're not given long-term trust, and probably rightfully so with what we've seen so far this season. Yeah. Uh, Jets. Jets against Vegas. This was another one that was very tough to watch. Very tough. Offense was bad all around, <laughs> but I go back to what I said before. Wilson cops a lot the last few weeks. There's a good reason Rogers tore his Achilles. The only four plays he had as a Jet, he was running for his life. Their line stinks. Yeah, look, their hopes ended with Rogers. Rogers going out. And even to think, again, with this line, him coming back four months off with an Achilles, Wilson did well to evade getting sacked a few times. It's not to say he played well. Rogers is not going to move like that. Mm. Him coming back into what they've got right now, I said it a few weeks ago, I'll say it again. Their biggest focus this offseason is fix your offensive line. Yeah. Plain and simple. And your defense needs to play up to its reputation. Mm. I think they've just worn down. They've carried them for the majority of the season. they got no run game. And again, all of that comes back to their line. Yeah. I don't know what you want me to say. Mm. Vegas. The fact, the fact of the matter is that Rogers got hurt. Mm. So, you know, he would have been good enough probably to spack Phil over a lot of these issues or get them out of a lot of it, but they're getting exposed because you've lost your best player. Yeah. This is what happens. Well, for Vegas, it's another win. The energy's there and things were a little bit better, but again, uh, I sort of look at this and this sort of period with a guy like Pierce, it wears off. I know everyone's very positive now talking about being a head coach, but the whole player empowerment and I'm a player, that'll only last so long. Mm. So I'll be interested to see how they're going back into the season. Yeah, I agree. Because at the moment, yeah, a lot of talk around that and he should get the job and this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, again, when Ben Johnson, Harbour at Michigan and what's going on there, talk about he can come back to the NFL with the way this place has been run, I think there's much better options than giving a job to a guy like Pierce. Mm. But 2-0, and plays by an in. Let's see if that continues. But O'Connell, uh, solid game for him since they moved on. Wasn't the prettiest. Pretty ordinary pick. Biggest thing is they lean into their run game, which they did last year. Jacobs is a volume back. The more carries you give him, the better. He got better as the game went on. Defense made a couple of plays and eked this out, but only one touchdown uh, touchdown this game. That was, yeah, pretty ordinary all around, if I'm being completely honest. And not one I'll be certainly looking for a replay, but crazily enough, final play of the game. Jets had a chance. It looked like Conklin, the tight end, almost knocked the ball down out of Garrett Wilson's hands on the Hail Mary. Yeah. So pretty much sums up how their season's been. Yeah, it's close. Close on so, thing. Leaving that one behind the Jets. Any of this hope about Rogers, I you know I think it's more something for their fans and for him and that. But I can't see it. And even if he come back, I just don't think they're going to be close enough. Even if he does come no. back, I think he probably will. I think I think he's got the capacity to, but insane. they're not going to be anywhere near it. No, insane. And like I said, he can't move the way that Wills can move off an Achilles. He's going to get killed. Uh, the last game to finish things off: Broncos Bills. Gave the tip last week, sitting here on my own at 380, that I thought the Broncos were a good chance. When they blew the extra point, the field goal, like sitting there going, the Bills have got away with one here, but penalties, ill-discipline, and multiple things at the end, they just kept giving the Broncos an in. 
I felt like the Bills got away with it until they didn't. Mm. Because that's what I was thinking. Kick, you know, missed penalty, fumbled up, two point, it, you know, extra point, field goal. It was just everything you thought. All right, they're going to get away with it. Mm. And the selling I've been saying the last few weeks when I wasn't here with you is a quarterback sometimes can be the greatest deodorant to a lot of your issues. But I think Allen, despite the picks and the turnovers, is basically doing this on his own. He's running for his life. He's doing it with his legs. He's the most effective runner. His receivers haven't been the greatest. The, the defense obviously has had some key pieces go. They haven't been the best. The pass rush has been underwhelming for the names they've got and the money that they've invested in their run game hasn't been non-existent. Mm. So, you know, you can only put that deodorant on for so long before the stink comes through. And the more and more injuries, the more reliant they've been on him, I think the stink's got worse. Yeah, There's starting to be talk about McDermott. He's then fired his OC this week and they've upgraded Joe Brady. They're five and five. There's a game in hand for the Finns at the top and I think the wild card's coming from the north and now the West Division where there's two four and fives and a five and five. The Bills are really, really fighting here to hold on to a wild card. Mm. And they're running. And they home. deserve to be struggling mm. to hold on to a wild card because they simply haven't played well enough. No. They were really poor. Uh, I just... Yeah, I don't know how this turns around and quick. And the other thing on the back of all this drama that's going on, we know Diggs had drama at the Vikings, drama in the offseason. Then his brother's tweeting during the week that he needs to get out of there. I'm like, uh, there's just more cracks starting to appear hmm. in what's going on at Buffalo. So not feeling confident. But for Sean Payton, uh, good turnaround. He is a good turnaround, yeah. Got slammed. He's been pretty brutal with his wordings. They've <laughs> apparently, like I said, been pretty ruthless internally. But since the Dolphins game... Defensive side, very, very good. Offloaded some big-name, big-contract guys that weren't living up to the height. Got Wilson to buy into what he's doing and base things off the run game. Javonta Williams, high volume. They control the game, control the tempo. They take three-pointers where they can. Wilson's confidence showed in this game. There's a couple of old-school sort of Wilson plays where he scrambled or made something happen on the run. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So if you're Sean Payton, you were, I think, one and five or whatever it was, and now they're three in a row, I think. So. Yeah. A couple of good wins and a couple of road wins too. Yeah, absolutely. So some positive signs coming through there. Yeah, and the last one, sorry, I missed one that I wrote in the bottom. Steelers, Green Bay, I honestly have no idea how the Steelers keep winning. <laughs> but every game they get outgained, outplayed, basically in all sort of facets. And it seems basically like their defense either takes a pick or makes a play or something there that just ends up being the difference. Yeah. And they bank field goals. But I don't think they've said that in every single game this year they've been outgained. Hmm. They've had, yeah, zero control on that side of things. They start in bad field positions. The last two weeks is the first time they've actually had run game. Hmm. This was the best day and probably the biggest highlight. They had 200 yards on the ground. Uh, Najee, Warren sparking each other on. Pickett this year has been like an absolute BB gun. He hasn't been effective at all. I think he's only got six touchdowns on the whole season. Yeah. that's you know, He's been a little bit underwhelming. That side of the ball has been super underwhelming. Their defense come up with critical plays when it mattered. And for Green Bay, I think similar deal. As the years gone on, confidence has sort of dropped. Yeah. And, and even on the other side of the ball, their defense is loaded with individual talent. And even they look disconnected. Yeah. So decisions to be made for them going forward. You see some positive where Love gets loose and lets it go. Dobbs, Reed, Watson, like we said, there's some young talent there. It's not going to be a one-year project, but... Uh, again, quarterback is the main one. And after a full season and a couple of years sitting behind Rodgers, I'd think they know internally what great way they want to go. And that contract was a smart idea the way they did it. But again, are they going to be in a position draft-wise if they like somebody 
to take somebody? Or do they sit on their hands for another 12 months and give love another crack yeah. and try and get a veteran receiver to go with this group and maybe shore up a few other spots? Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, back end of the game, couple of chances. The tip pick by Pat Peterson was just a veteran play. One-on-one, wasn't a bad throw, um, but Peterson makes it a good play, turns into a pick, and then the last one where they dropped six into coverage, he just, you know, it was always going to be hard, but he basically had to throw that one. Yeah, he did. So, big by the Steelers, but yeah, I haven't seen again when a game where you see a team that's pretty much so underwhelming and they just keep winning. I don't know if it's sustainable. I don't see them as a threat, even if they get a wild card. I'm not big on them, but they're just, it's typical of what we speak about the AFC North and how they play. Pretty much. Just yeah. finding ways to eat out results. Um, and yeah, they've managed to do that again. But with all that said, we're past the midway point. If we had to pick divisions today, I don't have what we had at the start of the year, but I'm pretty confident of what we had. There wouldn't be a lot of change. But AFC East at this point, I think we both had the Bills. I think now we'd probably agree I'd be going with the Dolphins. No, I don't, I don't agree. No, who are you going to go? You can stick with the Bills? Yeah. I think they're only a game out, aren't they? Game back, but uh, the Dolphins are going to game in hand. Yeah. I'm so they're going to have another head-to-head, which will be the real big one. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, at the moment, I'd, I'll be going the Dolphins to win the East. Yeah. So you're on the Bills still. Um, yeah. North, I know the Ravens dropped that one and they dropped the Steelers one. Um, but again, I still think with the game in hand and some of the injury troubles at the Browns and the Bengals dropping that one, I think the Ravens will still win the North. Yes. Yep. Yes. South is the interesting one. Jags are a team after that loss, and even though the Texans dropped that one, I I don't know. I sort of feel there'll be a way that these two might have the tie break head-to-head, but I think the Texans can win the South. Yeah, I think so now too, yeah. Mm. Um, I'll probably lean Jags. Mm. Just for the game in hand and... Young yeah, team, the Texans. Better, I just think they're a better team. Mm. But yeah, Houston are right there, aren't they? Mm. And Colts are five and five, but I don't see it uh, in no, their division. No, me either. And the West, I think, regardless of the life coming in these teams, Chiefs are seven and two, Broncos, Chargers, both now four and five, and Vegas are five and five. I don't see anyone catching the Chiefs in that division suddenly. No, I, don't, I don't think so. Either. Propped up, uh, but outside of that, then you've got to pick your wild cards. I've got the Browns. And the Bengals both coming out. I think the Steelers will fall away. And that last one was sort of hard. I was like, Steelers, Jags, Bills, like someone's going to miss. I really found it hard to leave the Bills out. But I think because the Jags got the South schedule, even if they don't win that division, I just think they've got an easier run home. Yeah, okay. So I, I How think. How many wild cards? There's three. Three. So I think there'll be one. One will come out of the East. So whether it's Bills or Dolphins, that'll be one of them. I hope one of them's Houston. Yeah, that's why I've got the Jags when I got Houston in. So I've got Browns, Bengals, and Jags. Yeah, so. and then I think the other one will be, you're right, like Cleveland or... There's going to be Pittsburgh. three from the north. Mm. I think that division's too good. Um, but yeah, there's some interesting ones there. Like Vegas is 5-5 five and five and Colts 5-5. Five and five and I don't buy. Jets, no. But Broncos, Char- like Chargers 4-5. and five. They had a loss they probably shouldn't have had, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're one that jagged a late spot. Mm. But... Yeah, I think between them and the Bills, it's starting to get razor thin. Yeah. You drop another game or two with the Jags, the Steelers, the way the North is, a couple of these teams, you're in trouble. It's much more competitive than the NFC for the wild cards. Yeah, I agree. Then look at the NFC. 
Philly we had at the start. Philly's 8-1. I think they're going to be the one seed. Yeah, it looks like uh, Off the bye this week. Great timing for them. The North, I know the Vikings are coming up from behind, but I think the Lions hold on with that division. Yeah, yeah, I think. they got the one-game lead. The head-to-head's big, but I still think the Lions win it. Yeah. Uh, the South is the most open one. Between Saints at 5-5, five and five, Atlanta 4-5, and five, Bucks 4-5. and five. Head, Again, on head-to-head, so I just think the Bucks are the better team. With those losses, I'm going to go the Bucks to oh, yeah. pull it from the, the fire. I've got no idea. Any of those three, flip a coin. Mm. There'll be no wild card coming out of there, though. Nah, definitely not. And then the 49ers, I know they're even with the Seahawks at the moment, but some of the lopsided results they've had, and despite the head-to-head in the division, has been tough. The move they made, the week off, healthier. 49ers win the West for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, wild cards... Again, a little bit more clear cut. There's not as many log jammers as there is in the AFC. So, I think the Cowboys at six and three definitely a wild card. Yes, coming out of the the East, especially the way they showed up against Philly the other week, some positive signs. I think the Vikings, Dobbs or not, now six and four. Jefferson to come back in to that mix. The defense getting better. I think they'll jag a wild card. Yeah, agree. Uh, and then the last one was basically what you said. Between Saints, Atlanta, Washington, and the next couple of best records besides the Seahawks, everyone else is two and threes. Oh. So I was like, I'm definitely not on Washington, Saints, or Atlanta. I think the Seahawks, despite a couple of drubbings at six and three, get the last wild card. Yeah. So yeah, that side just seemed a lot more settled, bro. Like I said, you look at the other side of the fence, there's six or seven teams on the outside of four and five and five and five that are all in the hunt in the AFC. And their divisions are much tighter. Yeah. So... Certainly more clear cut on that side of the fence. Uh, but looking at this week and the head-to-heads, Bengals, Baltimore, an absolute belter in the AFC. Baltimore favourites, forty-eight over the Bengals, 267. They'd really want to make amends for last week. But also at the same time, this is pretty much must-win for the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. You lose this game, you're three back from the lead. Yeah. And, you know, with the other teams that are in your division... If they keep winning, like wild card, yeah, which certainly becomes out of the question because if there's three leaving your division, I don't know if four can get out. Mm. With on that principle, I'm almost tempted to tip the Bengals and Borough. Yeah, it's hard, but yeah, you know, I'm gonna get the Bengals two sixty seven. Okay, Ravens dollar forty eight. Who do you like? Ah, uh, Ravens. Chargers, Packers, I think, again, we talk about must-wins. Packers, definitely on the outside looking in. Chargers just need to win now. Dollar sixty, two thirty-five. Uh, I'll go them, not with a lot of confidence. Herbert basically has to carry him every week, but the way that Love's played, the way their defense has been playing, think he can take advantage, think they'll get a couple of turnovers. So uh, go on the Chargers, but, yeah, I wouldn't say confidence is high on that one. Hmm. Chargers, yeah. I don't know. Who'd you tip? I'm going to go the Chargers. Mm, okay. I'll stick with you, mate. You're sticking with the Chargers, mate? Mm. What stadium is that one at? So Ravens. Ravens is a home game. Green Bay's a home game. I, you know, Green Bay's not quite what it was since this regime sort of taken over. Um, yeah, I'll go the Chargers. They're the favourite $1.60, $2.35. You're like the Packers at the upset. Titans, Jags. So big divisional game, but for the Jags, you've got the team that's bottom of your division at home 
off the back of a big loss, you'd want to respond. Yeah, and I... Yeah, they're good at home too. Yeah, so I think the price... Dollar thirty four, three thirty is pretty generous for the Titans. Can't see them winning, but dollar thirty four on the Jags. Uh, yeah, have to get on them there. Vegas Dolphins, massive outsiders here. Week off for the Dolphins. Dollar fourteen, hammer time. Yeah, I think it's going to be a reality check for Antonio Pierce in Vegas. They're five seventy five, and it's at Miami. Yeah, so wouldn't take the dollar fourteen all the start, but in terms of touchdown scorers, take your pick. I think you can get some uh, value out of a couple of guys there. Dallas at Carolina. Carolina, like we said, it's only been getting worse as the year's gone on. Bit of a golden run here for Dallas to really shore up that wild card. Um, they're at sixteen. I think. Again, they'll win convincingly against Carolina. You'd think so, yeah. Mm. Arizona at Houston. Interesting one, this one. They've certainly showed fight all year despite the 2-8. and eight. Big comeback win with Kyler last week up against CJ Stroud. This is one that if you looked at it before the season, you'd chalk it up as a win, but they haven't been a pushover. They've upset a few people, but in terms of Houston's chances for wild card or winning the division, this is a game they have to find a way to win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they're $1.48. They're at home. I'll stick with them, but Arizona is certainly no pushover. No, they're not. And they haven't been all year. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, another belter within the north. Both teams 6-3. and three. Chance here to move clear second and really control a wild card. There's nothing that can make me tip Pittsburgh with picking a quarterback. Head-to-head divisional is always tough, but, yeah, Browns are just as good defensively. Don't know about Deshaun's status, but I don't even care. I still think even with Walker there and the run game and what their defense does, they can beat the Steelers. No, I agree. So that one's out. Cleveland, Giants, Commanders. Again, Commanders, Giants are just an absolute basket case at this point. DeVito, quarterback, injuries, the way their season's gone. Sam Howell throw four touchdowns. If there's odds on the big boy to run one in and it's more than threes, I'm on. Mm. He doesn't mind carrying it, the big fella. But they're $1.19 in Washington. Bears, Detroit, uh, another one in division to really chalk things up and solidify their position. I know they've been a bit more competitive the last few weeks, but for the Lions, again, chance to lay the smack down on a divisional opponent and really establish the fact that you want to win the North. They're $1.21 at home. I'm riding that wave. Yep, shallow wave to ride. Mm. Bucks at 49ers. We know their home record is absolutely impeccable. Uh, Bucks, you know, they've been competitive all year. I think 580 is generous. And 10 and a half start. I don't know if the Bucks are that bad. I think defensively, there's some positives there. If it's more on the flip that they think they can get after them and they've got no run game and pressure the quarterback, that's a bit of a different story. But I think a dollar fourteen is a bit short for a team that lost three in a row prior to last week. Mm. Fair point. So ten and a half, I wouldn't mind that for Tampa, but yeah, the head to head at five eighty, I'm certainly not taking that. I don't think they'll win, but I think that's way too generous. Yeah, I agree. But forty nine is for me. The East Jets Bills, like if you're the Bills and you can't win this one, what do you do? Hmm. If yeah, fair drama, drama, drama. You are five and five. You won back. You're in the wild card race. You've got the Jets who can't score a point, can't run the ball. This is your week. Yeah. If they can't win this, they're in big Barney rubble. Dollar twenty-eight, both on the Bills, uh, Hawks, Rams. I know not the greatest year for the Rams, but divisional game. Stafford potentially back. That could really be a thorn in the side of Seattle here and their chances. Um, Nick Vay certainly won't, won't want to give it away. 
So if Stafford's back in, die 96 at home, I think they're a good chance. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, for Seattle, I'll go that way, but not with a lot of confidence, if I'm being honest. Vikings, Broncos, it's a builder in the context of the way things are going. Broncos are on the up. Uh, you know, the Minnesota Wave winning those games with Kirk then getting injured, going into Dobbs, who's been underrated. Um, I tipped up the Broncos last week at 380. They're the favourite this week in Denver. It's a big trip for Dobbs and the Vikings. Uh, Jefferson's supposedly going to be back going, and there's going to be hard, but I'm going to keep riding that wave. I'm going to get the Vikings, the two total 10 outsider. Hmm. You like the home dog? Yeah. Jeez, it's hard on that one. Vikings, yeah. I'll go with you. Yeah. And to wrap things up, it's an absolute corker. It's the Super Bowl rematch. AFC, NFC. It's Philly versus the Chiefs on the Tuesday or their Monday night football. Uh, Obviously, the buy for the Chiefs last week, timely. Off the back of the chip to Germany. Yeah, big time. What was the tough game? Offense hasn't been firing, but their defense certainly... Been a big factor this year. Philly, uh, you know, hurts some turnovers and an injury, but similar deal. Good time for them to have a break, come up against this team, look to exact some revenge, and it's at Kansas City. At this point, I sort of prefer what I've seen from Philly all round. Yeah. But I look both ways. a lot of points, though. Mm. I sort of look at the offense and think, well, Secondary is not the greatest, but their line's good. So, you know, if they can pressure and shut the run game down and get to Mahomes, it's going to be a bit of a struggle for him. But then on the flip, you look at them and you're like, well, you know, I don't know. Run game, that defensive front's been good. If they shut that down, if Hurts is limited with that knee still, it's a real 50-50. It's obviously the game of the week, besides those North games, which are great matchups. Mm. But I'll go Philly on the outside. Going to KC is never easy, but... They're $2.15, $1.70 the Chiefs. What, who do you reckon? What was it, sorry? Chiefs or Vikings? Who, what do you like? Oh, sorry. Chiefs or Eagles? Yeah, well. Uh, I'll go Eagles. There you go. Wraps us up for another week. After I thought I tipped you a good one the other week about the Super Bowl and the MVP with Mahomes. Oh, sorry. Burrow when he was almost out to 20s in the Bengals. Tough loss for him. Uh, no odds listed at the moment. But I'm assuming he would have slipped back out a bit. The Bengals got in from almost 20s to 9.50. But I'm assuming, again, loss in our fourth in the division a bit further back out. But, yeah, it's pretty open at the moment. Lamar's taken a few hits. I think it's, you know, sort of driver's seat, maybe back to Hurts and Mahomes. Yeah. Very open. Um, but yeah, Super Bowl at the moment, similar deal. Still uh, Philly on the NFC side, controlling things, probably the 49ers, the AFC, a little bit more open for a few of those teams. Uh, but yeah, especially the North there to challenge the Chiefs. But a great week ahead, Boxhead, and looking forward to it again. Yeah, me too. For everybody, enjoy your week, and we'll talk to you next week. Fingers crossed for another belt a week in the NFL.